greet you all in the wonderful name of the living Jesus Christ, our Lord and our wonderful Savior. This is another day that the Lord has made for us to rejoice and be glad in it. I know it has been a moment. I know it has been some time since we were on this platform talking about the word of God. Um, But I don't want to waste any time today. Um, I just would like to speak under the subject, do you speak God's love language do you speak god's love language ladies and gentlemen we'll be getting our scripture from the book of john chapter 21 i'll start reading from verse 15 it reads as follows when they had finished eating jesus said to simon peter simon son of john do you love me more than these yes lord he said You know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my lambs. Verse 16. Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, take care of my sheep. Verse 17. The third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time, Do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all these things. You know that I love you. Jesus said, Feed my sheep. May the Lord bless the reading of his word in the wonderful name of the living Jesus Christ. Amen. I wouldn't like to waste any time, but... For the sake of context, this is after Jesus has had been crucified, after he had died and, and risen again. This is the time where he has appeared to his disciples. And now he is reinstating Peter, reinstalling Peter, restoring him to the position he was. Now, you would remember if you had read the story of Peter that before the crucifixion of Christ, Peter had always said that he would uh, never deny Jesus. There was a prophecy that came up that there would be a disciple that would deny Jesus three times. Now, ladies and gentlemen, this is after Peter had already realized that he denied, he made the mistake, that he fell uh, um, into his agony, if we might put it like that. That it, it, it happened that though he had stated, though he had claimed confidently to say that he would never deny Jesus Christ, but at the same time, life humbled him, if I may put it that way. It happened that the one time he thought that it it would be something that he would never do, but eventually it happened. Eventually he made the mistake. Eventually it happened, though he had claimed before that it would never happen. Now, this is where we usually find ourselves before we can continue to to, to where we we, we want to discuss the, the, the parts of this podcast that we want to discuss. But I just want to park here for a minute and say this is usually where we find ourselves as Christians. Sometimes it's easy to speak. It's very much easier to say I'd never do that. 
I'll never be in that position. I'll never place myself in that position. I'll never do such a thing. Sometimes we understand there are a lot of people, not to try and justify or excuse them, but there are a lot of people in church that have made blunders, mistakes, that we usually say, I would never put myself in such a position. I I know myself. But sometimes we never know the end result because sometimes it happens when you very least expect it. Sometimes even now we can think of, of, of a time that we usually or we once said we would never do something or we'd never find ourselves in certain positions. But unfortunately, we find ourselves in those positions. Now, today I am just here to say sometimes this is the reason why we ought to pray to God. Not as though we have life in our hands, as James said. That we, we ought to say, I will do something as God allow or God pleases or God being my help. That sometimes we ought to understand that we never know what situation we might be facing tomorrow and what are the measures or what, the, what are the mistakes that we might end up doing. So today I'm also here to remind you that uh, uh, um, let's pray for the things Take your life and give it to God and pray, even for the things that you think that you might never do. Ask God to be your help. Because sometimes we, we, we want to do the right things, as Paul said. We want to do the things that God wants us to do, but our flesh is fighting against the will of God. Now, nonetheless, speaking of love languages, there are many ways to express how you love someone. There are many ways that someone feels the love that you express unto them. The mistake that we usually do is to think that the way that we want or the way that we feel loved is the same way the next person will feel loved. According to research and many books that we we might read, Many, many things that we might come across, articles, journals that we have seen, we have seen there are different ways to express love. But I know there's a book by Dr. Gary Chapman that also includes, or the title of the book is The Five Love Languages, where it tries to express the way in which one can feel loved. Now, in that book, there are different ways, but there are five types of love languages that are listed in the book. Them being words of affirmation, acts of service, receiving gifts, quality time, and physical touch. Now, ladies and gentlemen, it could be that you are one person that feels loved whenever you're offered a gift. Whenever someone buys you something, buys you a present, randomly gifts you, sometimes you might feel the love in that way. But the next person might love words of affirmation, words of appreciation, being affirmed, being appreciated, showing gratitude in the form of words. And now the issue that we usually have is one person that likes words of affirmation that gives words of affirmation to someone that likes receiving gifts. And then we have a problem that way. That sometimes though you claim to love a person, but the only way that person will feel genuinely loved is when you express love in a language they will understand. That sometimes we speak foreign languages to certain people. That I understand saying I love you 
is still important, but sometimes you have to show the person in a way that the person will understand that they are loved. Sometimes just spending quality time. Some people, they don't want gifts from you. They don't want words from you. But if you would just be around, just to have you around, that's the best way they could feel loved. But now my question is for you today. Have you ever thought that there's a specific language that God understands? That when you say you love him, that you also need to show that you love him in a way that he will understand. Do you understand that sometimes in, a, in, in, in the same way that you might feel loved whenever you affirm that maybe, just maybe there's a way that we could express our love to God. Though we say we love him, though we go around claiming in church during our service time that we love God, but could it be that there is a way to express our love to God? Is there a way that God could feel loved by us? And today, I believe I have just a fraction of the answer. That it is so. That it is possible. That sometimes in, in, in as much as we claim to love him, but there is a way that we could do unto him so that he can feel the love that we have for him. And among those things is the command given to Peter. Jesus and the book of John, after or in the process of reinstating Peter, after Peter had fallen, after Peter had slipped up, after Peter has shown himself as being um, uh, imperfect, after Peter has shown himself to not uh, uh, be able to do everything correctly, we understand that Peter was, 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 was one unique type of a disciple. Always ready to fight. Always ready to speak up. But at the same time, he also got humbled. But at this present time, he did say before, before the crucifixion, he claimed to love Christ above and beyond any other disciple. He did say that uh, uh, um, if you were to compare me to the other disciples, you would find out that I love you and my love for you is much greater than the, the love of the disciples towards you. Now, Jesus asks what you might say is the same question three times, asking Simon, Son of John, do you love me? The first time he asks, do you love me more than these? And then he says, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Now, he runs away from the phrasing that more than these. Trying to say, I cannot compare my love anymore. I cannot say I love you more than the next person because our ways to express how we love you might be different. But though it might be different, but you know that I love you. Then Jesus comes back. It's as though Jesus is coming back to say, there's a way that you can express your love for me and I will feel that love. There's a way that you can act. Then I can understand that you love me. And he says, feed my lambs. And then he asks the question again and then he says, take care of my sheep. 
And then he asks the question the third time, if do you love me? And he says, feed my sheep, feed my lambs, take care of my sheep, feed my sheep. Now we understand that if we were to look at Jesus and study Jesus, that we were going to say he is the great shepherd. That he, whenever believers were referred to according to the Bible, but not in all cases, but in some cases, whenever believers were to be referred to, they were to be referred to as sheep. And now if we are the sheep, then Jesus is the great shepherd, then that's the balance. But now he says, take care of my sheep, feed my lambs, feed my sheep. Now, what does this mean? This reminds me of the command that is in the same level as the command of loving God. That says, love your neighbor as yourself. Love your neighbor as yourself. Now, ladies and gentlemen, what I'm thinking today Now, is the fact that most of the time we are people that usually claim to love God. But most of the time we usually forget that there's no way that we can love God and hate his creation. There's no way that we can say, I love God, but forget that God so loves the world that he gave his one and only son. What am I trying to say today? And as much as we can classify the commands that Jesus was giving unto Peter as pastoral duties, the one to feed the sheep, meaning using the word of God to to, to feed the believers. But at the same time, there is take care of my sheep as a command as well. What that means, regardless of their age, whether they are lambs or full-grown sheep, whether they are young or whether they are old, but we are supposed to take care of each other. Love your neighbor as yourself is the second command that Jesus gives, or the first command in terms of the New Testament, saying that there's no greater command than this one, that you should love your neighbor as yourself. What am I trying today, trying to say today is the fact that, ladies and gentlemen, if we are to say we love God at the same time, we need to ensure that we take care of his people. There's no way that we can continue living life independently, living life on our own, ensuring that we we do not interact with anyone. We, we, We keep to ourselves. I understand we say we are introverts. We are introverted and we'd rather stay indoors and not, not talk to anyone. But if you say you love God, take care of his people. Feed his people. The more we keep the gospel to ourselves is the more people perish. The Bible says, for my people perish for the lack of knowledge. Ladies and gentlemen, if we claim to love God, we ought to take his creation seriously. If we claim to love God, at the same time, we ought to take care of his creation. I understand sometimes... People drag us, people defeat us, people drain. But at the same time, we say we love God. We are not doing it for the people. 
This is the reason why we cannot be doing charity work for people. We cannot be doing things. We cannot be offering gifts to people because of the people. But we take care because we love God. This is the reason why we do not lose strength in preaching the gospel. This is the reason why we do not lose strength in doing good. Because we are not doing it for the people. My love for God is what keeps me going. Even when they judge me. Even when they gossip about me. Even when I find faults in them. Even when they do not appreciate me. But my love for God, it's because I love God. Sometimes I find it hard to continue. Sometimes we find it hard to go to church because there are certain people in church that make it impossible for us to, to meet up with the Lord. But at the same time, my, my, my mind is not with the people. My heart is for God. I love him so much that I take care of his creation. If we are to speak God's love language, we cannot leave behind his creation. Because according to the book, of uh, Genesis chapter 1 around verse 26 when God was creating men he was creating men in his own image we cannot have certain people that we select and choose pick and choose in church that I will love you I will hate you I will I will do everything for you and I will put you at arm's length but it's all because we love God that we cannot separate him from his creation Sometimes the people that we are exposed to, they haven't really reached the level of knowledge of God to understand they are not supposed to do what they are actually doing. And today I am here to remind you, ladies and gentlemen, do we speak God's love language? Because if we are to behave in this manner of taking care of his sheep, of of feeding his sheep the word of God, That sometimes, do you realize that you were supposed to share the word as much as you can? The discoveries that you have from the Bible, the revelation that you just got, that you were supposed to pass it to that person next to you. To say to that person, this is what God told me. This is what I have come across with. Because if we really love God, then let's ensure that his creation gets to find him, gets to know him. Let's ensure that people discover his love for them. Because in as much as we claim to love God, but he needs to feel our love. If we claim, if we say we love him so much, let him feel in a way that he understands. Because he understands his word and nothing else. He understands his word. I'll say that again. He understands his word and nothing else. So your justification, your excuses, your hurt and everything that you have been claiming besides his word, God doesn't understand. So if you want him to understand the way that you love him, act according to his word. Then he will understand that he is his love language. And as I said, this is only a fraction of how God can feel your love. Let us speak God's love language. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord be with you. Until we meet up next time. God bless you.